God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. As the circumstances of the world become more extreme and confusing, we must tune our ears to the voice of our Heavenly Father. His revelation is essential to navigate the road ahead. Welcome to Current Affairs with Sam Soul. We're discussing number two in the series of three, six, six, six. The first is the man from earth whose mother declared, with the help of Jehovah, I have brought forth a man. We ask the question, what kind of man? And in summary, one who kills the righteous, who is likened unto or, uh, unto, whose, unto whom his generations are likened unto a serpent, vipers, you serpents, you vipers, who killed the righteous, Jesus said, upon the earth in Matthew 23, uh, including spilling the blood of righteous Abel. So they are identified in a hard and fast way with Cain as a serpent and a viper, carrying on the spirit of the serpent who bites the heel of the sun. That ancient prophecy in Genesis, the third chapter, verse 15, that is finally fulfilled in, Revela in the book of Revelation the 13th chapter and indeed in the whole of the book of Revelation. So we're chasing down the spirit of the viper that bites the heel of the righteous, manifesting in Cain for the first clear iteration thereof. But the second iteration, and like we said, this is the number six, it's the number short of seven, it's the incomplete and more particularly it is stepping out of rest and stepping into toil as the basis upon which one gains access to the heavens. We saw the spirit of Babylon as being, uh, Babylon as established on the plains of Shinar as that which attempted to build a tower to the heavens so that, so that one may access God by the sweat of his brow. The same spirit that was in Cain who attempted to access God by bringing the produce of his labor, being the man who typifies the entering into the economy of the sweat of the brow. He's the first man in Scripture clearly identified as the one who lives by the sweat of his brow, bringing the fruit of his labor as an offering to God and thereby establishing self-righteousness as the basis of his relationship to God. This is juxtaposed with his brother's effort, with Abel's effort, and by the way Abel is called righteous when he brings in typology Christ the Lamb. So as we move forward in history along the arc of the three, the six, six, and then six, we come inevitably to Babylon. This is not 
a, a vague or opaque reference. The spirit that rides the beast, the religious spirit that, that, that uh, is articulated by the beast is called Babylon and it's in perfect synchronization with the spirit of Babylon. So I, I, in the last broadcast we talked about, we introduced ourselves to the spirit uh, via the reaction of Nebuchadnezzar to Daniel interpreting his dream. This was from chapter 2. So Nebuchadnezzar interp- uh, Daniel interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream and Nebuchadnezzar declares, God is God, the Lord is God, your God is God. Now you'd expect that that would have some effect on his mind. But no, in chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was threescore, which is 60, 20, 40, 60. So his height is 60 and his breadth is 6. So 66. We're missing one six. The first six is the man of, from the earth, Cain. The second six is depicted in Nebuchadnezzar's uh, idea of religion in Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together all the princes, judges, governors, sheriffs, treasurers, counselors, rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now this is not overtly an image of one of the gods of Babylon. They're coming to dedicate an image that Nebuchadnezzar had built. To whom? Well, he makes this great image of gold. This is a depiction of his religious hegemony, that he and the image are one. I'll point out to you that a few chapters hence, the people are saying that there should be, uh, let's see, it's, I think it's in chapter 4, uh, maybe chapter 5, that nobody should be worshipped for uh, 30 days unless, uh, no one should be worshipped for 30 days unless they were worshipping Nebuchadnezzar. So, um, and this is what resulted in Daniel being put in the lion's den. I'll get to it in the process of of deconstructing this. So in in chapter 3 he makes this image of gold and he commands that everybody should fall down and worship this image. 
Now, he's just seen God in demonstration. And what does he do next? He says, I'll make a great image and everybody must come and fall down and worship it. As I said, it's not clearly defined as one of the gods of Babylon. It's his idea and I'm positing the view that this is his alter ego and he requires everybody to bow down and worship this image. And of course you know the story, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did not. They were thrown into the fire, the, the, the fire consumed those who threw them in and then as Nebuchadnezzar looked, verse 24 says of chapter 3, then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste, spoke to the counselors, said, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to him, true, O king. And he answered and said, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Nebuchadnezzar sees Christ walking amongst uh, the captive Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. So what does he do? He came near to the mouth of the furnace and spoke and said, you are the servant, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you are the servants of the Most High God, come forth, come here. He calls them out, there's no injury to them of any kind. So what does Nebuchadnezzar do? Then Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. Then he makes a decree that every people, nation and language which speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego should be cut to pieces. Then he promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Now, so then the next thing happens, he's just, so watch the movement of this. There is uh, Daniel prophesies, tells him his first dream, tells him the interpretation and he declares God is God. Second round, he builds this alter ego and, uh, to himself of gold 60 and 6 and says everybody must worship. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego do not, you, I just read you the story, he calls them out and he's of the fire and he says, your God is God, I will not put up with anybody who speaks anything against God. Then he now has a dream and he remembers the dream. This dream is about a great tree whose top reached unto the heavens. That's verse 11 of chapter 4. 
like the tower of Babylon, of Babel, reached the heavens. So this clearly is what's in the man's heart, to reach the heavens, because he is the tree. You remember the dream. And birds came, lodged in the branches, animals rested in the shade and all of the rest of it. And then the tree is cut down and bound with a, 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 an iron and bronze band and the stump is bound with, a, with an iron and bronze band and left untended. And after seven years, it begins to sprout again. Daniel interprets the dream for him. He says, you are this, uh, you are this tree whose, whose branches reach the heavens, but you will be cut down and your stump, as it were, will be bound uh, with iron. Uh, the roots will remain in the earth and you will be wet with the dew of heaven and you will be assigned a portion with the beast, with the beast in the grass. His heart, let his heart be changed from a man's and let it be a beast's heart. Beast? Four great beasts? One final beast? Yes, God is displaying the, the predatory nature in the heart of Nebuchadnezzar, nurtured by the spirit of Babylon and God is putting it on display. In fact, there were four great beasts that would be seen in Daniel 7 and Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon would be the first of these beasts. This one was like a lion that had two wings like a man, or two wings like an eagle and stood upon the earth like a man and the heart of a man was given to him after he was recovered from being, from having the heart of the beast. So the heart of the beast persisted. This predatory heart persisted. This self-aggrandizing heart persisted. And God warned him that he'd be cut down. Now, what's the next thing that he does? And he was humiliated, his body was wet with the dew of heaven just like it was said, but in chapter 34 he was restored, or rather in verse 34 of chapter 4 he was restored. Now, the next thing you know is Nebuchadnezzar has the men uh, the men of, of Babylon, after Daniel had become so highly promoted, 
they in fact well let, let me stop there there's no necessity to go to the third so what happens after he sees after he sees this vision and he's told the meaning of it by Daniel what then happens he falls down he worships god he goes through the same routine and then one day he's walking on the parapet of his magnificent temple or on the magnificent palace the one famous for the hanging gardens of babylon one of the wonders of the ancient world and he looks out upon all of his domains and this is what he said he said surely i nebuchadnezzar have done all this great thing here's here's the the, the reading in particular daniel 4:28 At the end of 12 months he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. He'd heard all these things, you know. Seen the vision, seen the dream, acknowledged God twice. Now he's walking in the palace that is central to the kingdom of Babylon. The might what I have built, what I have done. Then the king spoke and said, is not this great babylon that i have built for the house of my kingdom of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty does that sound like offering sacrifices of the fruit of your works to god same spirit i'll read it again this is daniel 4:28 this is the spirit of babylon all this came upon the king all that had been prophesied at the end of 12 months 12 months from the time he got the vision and the interpretation he was walking in the palace of his kingdom of babylon Now how short term is his memory? You know, he's twice now been confronted with the reality of God. First Daniel interprets his dream, falls down worship says God is God. Then he he turns right around, makes an image of 60 and 6. And which is his alter ego. Calls all of his kingdom to worship it. and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did not he has them thrown into the fiery furnace big mistake you've already said god is god but when they then they appear with the son of man in the fire you fall down again and you worship and you say god is god and i won't put up with anybody 
who speaks anything blasphemous against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the God of Daniel, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, they're all, he's the one God. And twice now he has borne witness to the truth of the one God. Then he's given this dream in which he's shown that he is this tree that attempts to reach the heavens by his own might and he's cut down and he's going to go through a period of seven years of depravity where he loses his mind. All of that, but then God would restore after a while, after seven years. Knowing all of that, twelve months after, he walks through the palace, he's walking in the palace, the centerpiece of his kingdom, his storied pride, and this is what the king said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of of the kingdom by the might of my power? So I built it in my own strength and I built it for my glory and for the honor of my majesty. While the words were in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee and they shall drive you from men and your dwelling and shall be like the beast of the field you'll be like the oxen, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdoms of men, or the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to whomever He wills. The same hour the thing was fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar and he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Daniel saw a vision of this in chapter 7 and here is the vision as it relates to Nebuchadnezzar and this particular thing. He says, I saw in my vision, Daniel 7, 2, four great beasts come up out of the sea. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. What's the vision? He was given wings like an eagle, though he was a beast, and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. So the kingdom was taken from him and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. Perfectly stating what finally happened when he came out of his malady and was restored after seven years. But here's the point. 
what is this kind of man who first acknowledges God, then makes an image to celebrate his, his, his own godhood, commands everybody to worship, sees God in the fire with the four, four, uh, with the three men, releases them and says, God is God. And then, having been warned in a dream, or warned, God Himself warned him in a dream that he was about to be cut down, twelve months after that, he says, I built all of this. I'm the great one. What are we seeing here? We're seeing the double-mindedness of Nebuchadnezzar. Whatever happens to a double-minded man, whether in the Old Testament or the New, he's unstable in all his ways. So he, can't, he could not even receive the things he had seen from the Lord. He heard them, but they were not retained in him. Religion is described as one who sees himself in a mirror and goes away and forgets what he sees because he does not look into the perfect law of liberty. Religion is always hitting the things of God, a glancing blow, but in the end, what drives all religion is man's search for his own greatness, for his own glory, in what he can do. That is the spirit of Babylon and that's why the false church is called the whore or the prostitute of Babylon. Why? Because she seeks glory in what she can do that is indispensable to kings. They've forsaken, God said of Israel, they've forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they've hewn for themselves broken cisterns, or cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Why did why did Adam give in and what did Adam give in to with Satan? What was the particular uh, thing that Satan said that was so appealing to Adam and to Eve? You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. In other words, you don't need to depend on God, it's in you to be God. God knows that in the day you eat of that tree, your eyes will be opened, you will know good and evil, you will live forever. This is the juxtaposition and it has so metastasized in this kingdom known as Babylon, which the root of which is confused speech, double-mindedness, evinced perfectly in the character Nebuchadnezzar. This is about 
how a man seeks to be, have glory apart from his father. Apart from his father. It is competition between man and God for the question of who is God. This is the spirit of Babylon. Now Babylon is in the sequence of three sixes, the man who lives by the sweat of his brow, Babylon is the second, the second in the series. So when we look at the third, we understand the number of the beast. I'm Sam Solon. We'll look at it momentarily. Bye-bye.